The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker, rocker, rocker. Good morning, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers who are in the house, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns about. I hold to the book, the Bible. As the authoritative word of God, glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsOfLibertyRadio.com and also SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, head over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. We are streaming live over there right now. Uh, It's the second video section down on the right side of the page. Right under Bradley's show. He comes on at 3 p.m. Eastern Time every weekday, every Saturday. And then we're on at 6 a.m. weekdays and 8 a.m. on Saturday. So check us out online over there at sonsoflibertymedia.com. While you're over there, look, it costs money to do the things that we do. We don't have our hand out, but we let you know there's a need, okay? So if you'd like to help us out, sonsoflibertymedia.com, there's a donate button right there at the top of the page. You can click that. You can make a donation to help us with the expenses we have. And I know it's very tough for some of you, so I'm not asking you to go in debt. I'm not asking you to have seed faith in all this nonsense like a bunch of televangelists and stuff. If you're able to and you're willing to do that, then help us out. You can also become a monthly donor uh, and partner with us as a son or daughter of liberty. Now, it goes beyond the radio and Internet, guys. Bradley goes out. they're They're on the road right now. They go out and they teach people our constitutional and Christian heritage. So it's much more than just doing radio, just having an internet site, just being on social media platforms. This is out there actually doing the things that we do as the Sons of Liberty. And then finally, you can help support us in our store. We've got t-shirts, coffee mugs, water bottles, DVDs, uh, hats, and all kinds of stuff in there. And when you purchase that, you help start a conversation with somebody that, that you're working with in your sphere of influence. And also... You help support the Sons of Liberty. And then finally, over at Sons of Liberty Media, there's a space right here on the right side of the page to put your email in. We don't sell it. We don't rent it. We don't spam your email. We don't do that. Now, you may get it stuck in spam because we're targeted by Google for sure. Um, And so you may want to check your spam email to see if the daily emails go there. But you get one email every day with the articles that Bradley and I and Lynn will write uh, and contribute, and our other contributors as well, at sonsoflibertymedia.com. And those are all ways that you can help us 
keep giving a, bo- a voice. I mean, here's the thing. All of this targeting to shut down free speech, God's given abilities to some people to empower other people who have those platforms who can speak, who can give you a voice. If you agree with the Sons of Liberty's voice, then support us. We're your voice. We really are. And if you don't agree with us, well, keep listening. <laughs> Maybe we'll change your mind. At least that's my hope. Uh, as a, an old meme that I put up the other day uh, says, I'm not looking to wake up all the sheep. I'm just looking to wake up a few roaring lions, right? Uh, because that's really that's really what God seeks to use. You can also watch our video feed of the live show on Twitter at Bradley Dean one Periscope and Twitch at Setting Brushfires. Facebook at Bradley Dean SOL. You can all go ahead and subscribe on YouTube for whatever time we're going to be there. Uh, look up Bradley Dean. We're right there. You can subscribe, subscribe there. We're on beforeitsnews.com on the front page there. DLive.tv at The Sons of Liberty. The Sons of Liberty on DLive.tv. And then Cutting Edge TV on Roku. If you'd like to call in at any time, please do so. 215-TOP-TALK, 215-867-8255. This is Rotten to the Core Wednesday. Joining me, as always, is my good friend, Lynn Taylor. And uh, Lynn, we got a lot of stuff here. I mean, we've got uh, more, you know, people have just kind of abandoned this because of the um, uh, all this election stuff that's going on, what went on last week, what's coming up this week, the inauguration, all this other stuff, uh, the QAnon sense stuff, <laughs> and everything else that's going on. And so <clears throat> many people have just abandoned this story on this spending bill, this 5,500-page spending bill, that I'll remind people, the president signed after he told you it was going to all of these unconstitutional things, after he told you it was going to unnecessary things. He didn't say unconstitutional, unnecessary things. They're unconstitutional is what they are. And going to all these foreign countries, he signed it, and yet many people in still think that he's going to be the Superman to come in and be the hero and rescue everybody and this, that, and the other. And, uh, you know, when we look at this, this bill was not only funding all those countries, it's funding the attacks on the rights of the people here in the United States protect that's supposed to be protected in the First and Second Amendment. Well, absolutely it is. And good morning to everyone. I hope everyone's doing well. I just want to stick for the record for those in the chat room. Uh, I am an independent voter. I am not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. I left that left-right paradigm a few years ago. And if you think that what I do is to be self-righteous or somehow promote uh, communism, then you're dead wrong. Uh, And I'm just going to leave it at that. And let's proceed. Okay. All right. Well, and that's and that's what we're going to do. That's what we do on on uh, Rotten to the Core Wednesday. But we do it every day. I mean, we bring the information that that we bring here at the Sons of Liberty. We point you back to documentation. It's video. It's audio. It's uh, it's the documents that are there. It's whatever's there. Um, Unlike the other people who try to fit all kinds of puzzle pieces together that you can't see what's going on. When Lynn comes on, the one thing you can count on is that is there's going to be a slew. She told me this morning the email that I got with all of the stuff that's here is like a book. So when you guys go to the archives uh, later on this morning for the show, trust me, you're gonna you're gonna have a lot to go through if if you're really interested in this particular subject as to how Republicans and Democrats, Congress, the House, the Senate, and the President have sold us down the river. And you can say what you want to, 
But all of them are in on it, except for the people who voted against it, which were few and far between. And we want to give a shout out to them because there were some who voted against it. But the fact of the matter is, the fact of the matter is, overall, they've sold us out. And if you hadn't figured that out yet and you're still chanting red wave or blue wave or whatever you're doing, that's part of the problem. That's where they've got us. So, so Lynn, what do we got today? Well, let's point out one other thing about the stupid bill that's not a law. Nobody read it. Yep. And if they had read it, I wonder how many more would have voted against it. But one of the things I want to start out with is there is an image that I have from an article that I wrote almost exactly a year ago. And it was, to, it was from my article called Consequences. And this was about the time that the FIPA, the Foundations for Evidence-Based Policymaking, was also signed by President Trump. And I had a visual in there, Tim, of all our constitutional rights that had just been sold down the river. So here we are a year later, and you might want to blow that up for folks. Here we are a year later, and we're seeing funding that absolutely is attacking every one of those rights. Now, my dear friend Kirsten found that the FIPA attacked our first, second, fourth, fifth, sixth, ninth, and tenth amendments. And I went through and found 14th, 16th, the 24th, and the 26th. These are all the constitutional amendments that that one law, which makes the Patriot Act look like a coloring book. And here we have the funding that's backing it up through this omnibus law that no one took the time to read. It's like seven pages short of 5,600 pages. Yeah, I'm, I'm showing people that. And uh, again, th- this comes down, but see the way the people eat and feed on the media, they keep thinking this is a Republican-Democrat thing. And the fact of the matter, it's pushing an agenda. That agenda is being forced on the American people. And you've either, you you basically come down to a choice of you're going with fascism on the right or you're going with communism on the left, which both of them are Marxism. So, and both of them are totalitarianism. And folks, the reason this purge has gone on in social media is because the people that you call the right, the good guys, so to speak, haven't dealt with the criminals. They haven't dealt Thank with you. the criminals. That's the problem. Thank you. Now, let me, let me give a bit of encouragement here, because I meant to start the show off with this, and I have to do all that formality stuff. But I wanted to start the show off with this, because there's a lot of people, and they're saying in the chat room, they're talking about the Q stuff, uh, because you get all of this disinformation, you get all of this gloom and doom stuff from the end, you know, last day's madness crowd— let me tell you something. The Bible tells us not to fear, but it does tell us, except to fear God. But it does tell us this. Say to the righteous, it will be well with him, for they shall eat the fruit of their doings. But woe unto the wicked, it shall be ill with him, for the reward of his hands shall be given him. That's Isaiah 3, uh, 10 and 11. And I want to encourage people with that. Are you among the righteous or are you among the wicked? Just because you say Jesus doesn't make you among the righteous. In fact, Jesus said there will be many who come in his name. He warned his disciples there in the first century about what would come on. Many would come in his name saying they were the Christ or identifying us as a Christian. And what would happen? They're going to deceive many. How many are deceiving up on the D.C. rally lawn the other day? Uh, A lot of people 
believing they're Christians and they're among the righteous when they're not. But <clears throat> what we're here to do is point back to the law. Now, you've pointed out here, this was a previous mm -hmm. bill that we just showed people. Or is it, it... So this was done, and it attacks all of the... the, the it attacks the law. The law that mm -hmm. restrains our government. Not us. Mm -hmm. It restrains our government. Right. Now, what do we got here with this new omnibus bill that nobody read, including the president? He just got some talking points to throw out there, you know, as, as red meat for the people. He didn't read it either, and yet he signed it. What, what What's going on in here? Well, you know, pick it up on last week, and the article that I just wrote and published has the link to last week's interview, so I'm not going to go back over all those figures. But we're looking at today is tied into the globalism. You're going to find... Um, data tracking and intelligence uh, that the government is going to go in basically through your Department of Commerce, your Treasury, your Energy Department. Hang on, I got the list right here. Uh, agriculture, Commerce, Justice, Defense, Energy, um, Treasury, Education. They're coming in and they're basically modernizing all the technology, Tim, to fit in the artificial intelligence, which we know goes in and attacks not only our First Amendment of freedom to speech, but it also will come in and attack the Second Amendment and probably a host of others as well. So that is woven in there as well. Um, let's see here. We have, um, trying to think where it is. Yes, the president gets $11.3 million to go for international military education funding. Now, what he does with that is he helps fund foreign militaries. Well, that could be used for us or against us, but we don't know. So that could go in and attack our rights as well. We have also, um, in the name of global COVID and future pandemic preparation, we have millions and millions of dollars that will come in and have more people who are watching out for all the disinformation. So, Again, we are under attack by our own government. We have international justice uh, to go for nonprofits. That's $67 million of federal grants for justice. What kind of justice? Who's in charge? Is this the government expanding itself one more time? No one knows because no one read it. Lynn, okay, so well, we know it's not the justice outlined in the the first part of the Constitution. We know it's not biblical justice right. either, because uh, we've got uh, you know China Joe. Whoa, ho, ooh, ooh, China Joe. That's what I want to call him. Um, we've got uh, China Joe, and we've got uh, Kamala Harris. Both of them are criminals. I, I think I think the evidence has been overwhelming. They're criminals and they're traitors. So we, we've got them. There's no justice there. They're looking to go into the White House, which I just can't even fathom that. That just blows my mind. Mm -hmm. But but that there it is. And then you say we're funding the foreign military. Now, I'm not I'm not uh, surprised by that, but that I, I know how it'll be spun. Oh, well, we have these treaties with them and we have to do this, mm -hmm. that and the other. I know that how it'll be spun. But, guys, I've got images from here in South Carolina, where we were bringing Saudis over here and training them with our boys. I've got images of some of the Saudis who were here. I've got the, the Army's um, 
you know, little handbook that talks about doing that stuff. And their whole idea is this, we need to win minds and hearts. No, you need to keep them over there where they're at and not give them any access to anything that we do over here. That's the epitome of being stupid, if you ask me. Right. Well, woven into this particular omnibus bill that's now a law, through the Department of Commerce, we know we have census that's always, you know, taken every 10 years. $208 million, Tim, to modernize its information, business, infrastructure, and data capture. Now, if you looked at some of the previous articles that and shows that you and I have done on the census, we've gone over how intrusive the questions are becoming. It's no longer about, okay, how many people are in your house? It's now going into all kinds of things that is none of the government's business. And um, I forgot to put that in our archives, but you can find that on commoncordiva.com. Just put in uh, U.S. Census, you'll find it. You can even see a picture of some of the questions that were on the latest census that we just finished up with. Over in the Department of Justice, National Security Division, $117 million. $5 million of that must go for modernizing technology and information data capture. Okay? We have the Department of Justice, $119 million for info sharing between federal agencies. And of that, $34 million has to go to exactly that, sharing your personal private information hmm. with several other federal agencies as well as globally. That's that's absolutely crazy. When did we authorize that in the Constitution? Where, where was that? I may, maybe I missed that I, I missed it. I know I did. I, it wasn't in my copy. Yeah, I, I wonder if... Um, you know, I know the president likes to pick and choose where he wants to interview, but, you know, Mr. Trump, if you would like to call into the show, 215-TOP-TALK, 215-867-8255, I doubt he's listening. But, um, you know, if some of his people would like to call in and explain to us why you would sign a bill doing this, we'd be happy to hear your side of the story. But I'm going to tell you, sir, you're the one who asked for the people's vote. You're the one who took the oath. I didn't take it for you. And you said you were going to uphold this document, and you haven't. You, along with the rest of those, the, the people up there who passed this thing, I, I just, I don't know what they're doing. Well, I know what they're doing. I, I know what they're doing. They're getting their, their hands greased to push this stuff through, to push that agenda. Both sides wow. are doing it, and I don't understand I mean, why people can't understand that. You know, I don't either, Tim, but, you know, we're going to keep plugging on with the truth because yep. that's what we do. That's right. That's exactly <laughs> okay. right. In the Department of Justice, we also have a National Security Division. Did you know that? And in that security division, a hundred and, oh, I've already said that. Sorry. Okay. But in the Department of Justice, you also have the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives. Now, they are going to be tied into this data sharing as well. If you look at the 117th Congress, we're, what, not even three weeks into the new session. There are at least 10 bills that go after your gun control, and I have those in the resources for everybody as well. Um, I'm not going to list off all of them because there are so many and they're all laid out there. I mean, if you want to go over them very briefly, you can. But what we need to understand is that the reason the First Amendment was first was that it protects not only our free speech, but our right to gather. The Second Amendment was to protect ourselves. Now, supposedly, Cornell University has a 
link out here on a case that was called DC versus, oh heck, where is it? It was DC versus Heller, I believe. And it was supposed to be the single most definitive Supreme Court decision that handled this issue of, do we as citizens have the right to own personal firearms or was the second amendment all about that well-armed militia? And these are things that are now being pointed out by our Congress that they somehow can sit here and dream up legislation that goes, oh yes, well, here's what the constitution means about gun control and here's how we're going to him it in so that you can't buy certain ammunition, you can't, you know, own certain guns, or if you do, you have to go through this hoop, that hoop, and the other hoop. Well, yeah, that's true. Um, the Heller Heller did deal with the personal, you know, the individual right to, to keep and bear arms. But you know what? Here's the problem with the Second Amendment uh, organizations that we have today. None of them push for the militia. And see, wow. if you're if you're just looking out for your individual right to do that, which is great, I'm I'm all for that. I'm all for mm-hmm. that. But if you're missing the picture of why you have those arms that's that's tied in there, the reason you you should be able to have a machine gun, a tank, and an F-14 if that's what you want, an aircraft carrier, whatever you want to have as far as armament. The reason you have that is to be used not only in the defense of yourself, but as part of the militia to ensure the security of a free state. That's part of the Second Amendment, too. And we've seen that that militia is used, Article 1, Section 8, Clause 15, to enforce the laws of the Union to put down insurrections and to repel invasions. People have arms to do that. And this is where the Second Amendment organizations are missing it. And they're, they have to, they either are ignorant of that or they're purposely not telling people. And they're saying, yeah, keep those guns. You know, the old thing from Charlton Heston, from my cold dead hands. Well, that's usually what we see when, um, you know, the Gestapo runs into people's houses at 4 a.m. We see cold dead hands, even if they have guns. And in some cases, we see the, the, the good guys in the house actually stop the uh, the intruders of the 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 state agents of the police force who are coming mm-hmm. illegally into their house and they and then the jury upholds them as self defense which is good but a lot of people lose their lives in that and, and the people have to understand this is why I push the militia so much the people need to get under your sheriff get under you know if you can convince your state legislatures to form you together tell them this is constitutional this is what the law demands that we do in order to take care of business here, this is what the people have to do. You don't just go out in the woods and make a bunch of people. That's a part of the Second Amendment, too. And it's demonized even more than just the individual right to keep and bear arms. Absolutely. Now, in this particular omnibus bill or law, guns are mentioned 13 times and firearms are mentioned 19 times. I went back and, and made sure that it was absolutely in there. And you can... You know, I, if you want to show the link to the bill, Tim, why don't you do that so people can see that, you know, we're not making this up. It's 5,593 pages. And if you can, when you get this particular link, hit Control-F, you should see a little box that pops up. Any word you want to search for, you can type it in there. It will calculate how many times that particular word is featured 
and then you can go and read every single reference that you um, want to about that particular word. So that's how I found out how many times gun and firearms are mentioned. Also, you want to point out that uh, the Patriot Act is embedded in this stupid omnibus bill or law. You also have your Privacy and Civil Liberties Oversight Committee, which I didn't know we had one, but it gets $8.5 million. What are they doing? All right. For your guns, your firearms, your Second Amendments, you're going to see that the um, Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives, it's $1.4 billion. And then you have a brand new bill that's HR 121 that is going to expand that particular bureau, Kim, by 200 more federal agents. Well, and you know, what's interesting is uh, we just got word that uh, Ron Paul, that Facebook mm -hmm. ban banned him too. Ron Paul. <laughs> He's not Trump, and he, he got banned, and Ron Paul warned us about these agencies like back in 1997. You guys pull up the 1997 thing where Ron Paul warns about armed agencies. They're arming themselves, but they're seeking to disarm you, and I think that, that I might need to repost that again, but they're, 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 they're seeking to do that while they're arming themselves. If that isn't the very definition of what's going on with tyranny, I don't know what is. I really don't, but a lot of this is just absolutely unconstitutional to, to be putting in here absolutely in the first place. Absolutely it is, but, you know, you can also find that the federal uh, government is going to be purchasing more shotguns for themselves. Isn't that nice? I, yeah, I, and, and I'll nice? bet they have sawed-off shotguns, too. I'll bet they have some of those. I don't know, but here's the thing. You know, people are going to go, well, wait a minute, this is supposed to be about education in this Wednesday. We're going to get to how this attacks um, or attaches to education, but I want folks to see these were some of the things that were thrown in this bill that no one took the time to read. Ask yourself, why in the world would the Secret Service need $2.3 billion in this particular law? Why is the Secretary of Labor being given the green light to be able to, to hire law enforcement officers? I mean, the Department of Labor is supposed to be about jobs. Things are being set out to back up that FIPA that people are not realizing, okay, yeah, there's been a year in between, but, you know, this is how slow our government is sometimes, which amazes me because so much of these, the Department of Education funding that was in this particular omnibus bill or law has already been, you know, gotten by Betsy Boss and she's throwing it around like, you know, it's just confetti. Well, yeah, it, it absolutely is. Now, what else do we, I mean, you've got a slew of stuff here. I mean, there's just a, a there's a, there's I a do. bunch of stuff. All what right. all do we got here? All right. So let me show folks how this is going to tie to education. All right. Um, very quickly, let me run through the list here. Okay. From the 117th session, which has just started. Okay. HR 38. Now, none of these bills on congress.gov is where you can find all these, okay? None of them have the, the text that we can go and read for ourselves. So you would need to go back and look at these particular bills, uh, say in a couple of days or so, just keep checking back. You can sign up for alerts on congress.gov on any bill that is in Congress. But HR 38, this one is sponsored by Representative Hudson from here in North Carolina has 150 co-sponsors so far, and it's a recycled bill, which means he has trotted this out before uh, previous 
uh, congressional sessions, and it's never gotten anywhere. Now, it's so it's supposed to protect your Second Amendment rights by making concealed restrictions relaxed for nationwide travel. But what we're seeing, Tim, that's not being talked about is that opens the door for the national data tracking. And we'll see that in other bills that are being introduced as well. I give you a link to his particular press release so you can read it for yourself. H.R. 137 increases the mental health tracking of gun owners or citizens who want to own a gun. Well, we've seen how Every Student Succeeds Act is increasing mental health assessments, mental health labeling, how much money is going through the Department of Health and Human Services to across the board treat every citizen like there's some sort of mental health issue. That takes away from those who really do need that kind of funding and labels all of us as some sort of threat. Okay, I give you the particular link to the one representative in the House from Texas, Sheila Daxon Lee, who has not only 137, but 135, which has the FBI reporting to Congress on all us citizens. 125 seeks to increase the waiting time for certain types of firearms. 127 seeks to limit ammunition as well as who can be licensed and registered to own a gun. All right, I give you her stance on uh, how she feels about guns. 167, this is by another representative, Al Green from Texas. This seeks to prohibit gun show activities so that it's the federal government who is overseeing it, not we the people, right? I give you his particular stance on gun control as well. HR 95 seeks to redefine what can and cannot be classified as a firearm and even goes into the Department of um, Treasury through the IRS to change the tax codes to reflect all this. All right, that one is sponsored by your representative, Jeff Duncan, there in South Carolina. Now, we have a gun uh, site that is promoting this, thinking, oh, this is a great thing. But what they don't understand is, again, when you change the tax codes, as we're seeing in this omnibus bill that was just signed, you're opening the door for more data tracking and more being spied upon. And I give you all that information in there. As far as how all this attaches to education, HR 177, this one is from Representative Whitman of Virginia. It seeks to reauthorize certain parts of the higher education to create more career tech education in post-secondary schools which is all about the skill-based labor. And one of those career tracks is law enforcement, cybersecurity, and coding, because after all, we have to have more people learn how to data track this, okay? HR 150, Representative Norcross from New Jersey. This is another recycled bill. This is calling for the Workers Memorial Day and seeks to make a federal holiday out of those who have been killed in the line of duty. Again, we're going to see uh, this attached to law enforcement as well, all right? This especially will use COVID as an excuse to also make it about skill-based education and earning and learning, all right? 188 amends Title 19 of the Social Security Act that will give states greater flexibility when it comes to excluding abortion providers. Now, this particular bill is sponsored by a representative out of Texas. What's interesting about this, Tim, is Title 19 is where all the Medicaid funding is housed. 
in the Social Security Act. And one of the data um, improvement funds that is in this particular omnibus bill that no one read about is billions of dollars to update the data tracking. We need to also understand that Medicaid funds are what is in Title I funding for every student succeeds at. So while the school may not be providing the abortions, the funding that goes to the school is going because it's being recognized as a federal health care center of some sort. So again, we're going to see our uh, privacy rights uh, taken advantage of. All right. HR 140 seeks to separate who's considered a national and who's considered a citizen upon their birth here in America. This one is uh, sponsored by Representative Dr. Babin of Texas, and you can find his stance on immigration. Um, this will tie back to education as well because we have the English, lang uh, English Language Learner Fund. We also have all kinds of wraparound support systems for uh, immigrants and nationals that were provided for not only in the Every Student Succeeds Act, but in this particular omnibus bill. HR 69 seeks to make daylight saving time permanent around the USA and year round. Representative Buchanan from Florida has a recycled bill. He is, he had termed it as the Sunshine Protection Act. Well, God gave us the sun. God gave us, you know, what's <laughs> supposed to be day and night. We should not have our government come in and tell us what time it is or that we have to honor that. I agree. Now, I agree. There are a lot of people who are backing this because somehow it's better for your health. It's better for the economy. And I'm here to tell you that, that no, it's not. You look at the number of people, especially those with mental disorders, changes of seasons are the worst for them. You go messing with the clock. It messes up a lot of people's natural body clocks. This is one of the ways the government is coming in and infringing on your life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. All right, I'm not done. Okay, HR four uh, two two one four also does the same thing. Now, here's here's the thing that got me about this, and this is in the resources Tim. This bill absolutely has the audacity to tell you that because the government wants to make daylight savings time permanent year round, it's going to allow your state to do. A, B, and C. Now, if that's not a constitutional infringement of in the language and, and pointing to people, you know, this is what we're doing to you, I don't know what is. And that's not a Democrat or Republican slanted. That is a congressional statement that's used several times. Allow the states to bomb up. HR 40 from Representative Sheila, uh, Sheila Jackson Lee, a national apology and repayment due to the descendants of slaves via commission study group. Currently, there are 129 co-sponsors, and the title is super long, but you will see in that particular title, Tim, what I'm talking about. And if you want to show that one to folks, that is, um, they really need to see it. Because which, how this attaches to education, it uses... Um, which one is this? America's... Mm -hmm. Which one is this? Oh, it's HR 40. It's down the list. Ugh, it's a long list. I know it is. <laughs> I'm just letting people know. I gotta, I gotta sit here and dig it out. Okay, it's, it's okay. way down the, it's, it's okay. way down the list here. Okay, it's fine. Go ahead. All right. Um, this attaches to education, dude. Uh huh. You want, you might want to blow that up. It, okay, so it goes after America's founding. It uses the year 1619 to 
1865. All right. Now we know that Project uh, 1619 is being used in schools. We also know that the that the president, through an executive order, unconstitutionally created the 1776 Commission, which overreaches into education as well. It, it's a narrative of a select appointed group, not necessarily what our history truly is. So you have one slant of history coming at our, at our kids, and then you have another slant of history coming at our children as well. And the fact of the matter is, as you would say, neither one is absolutely correct. This is this All is right. interesting. This is interesting here. This is from Sheila Jackson Lee. Wasn't she the lady who said that the Constitution was four hundred years old? <laughs> and that's I, I think this is why she's doing it. Sixteen nineteen. I mean, it's um, the the, the, uh, the nuts are running the nut house is what they're doing. You're right. Okay, HR twenty nine from Representative Biggs of Arizona wants to defund the National Endowment for Arts and Humanities. Now, according to his particular website, which I'll give you the link to, these are two massive pork belly projects. Now, I agree with him on that because we really should not have national dictation over our arts and our humanities. However, both of these uh, particular endowments, Tim, just got huge cash uh, rewards out of this omnibus bill. And if you look in the resources that will be in the archives of this article, I give you the articles that I have written off of research of how these particular endowments are used to be uh, steering our arts and humanities through STEM and STEAM in the United Nations into we're going to create art and make humanities what the government wants, not what we are being led to create. So that self-expression is being attacked. So. A lot of people are going to have uh, problems with that particular bill because they're going to scream, well, you know, you can't defund the arts, you can't defund humanity. I'm sorry, when it's at the government's bidding, what you create, you really should uh, defund it, okay? Uh, H.R. 144 and H.R. 204, sponsored by Representative Eddie Bernice Johnson, these both will use federal dollars to fund science education for research for early careers, so that career track education. Now, if you look at her particular website on her key issues, Tim, education is not even on the radar, okay? HR 55 will classify lynching as a hate crime, and HR 156 is the Blue Collar to Green Jobs Act. These are both sponsored by Representative Bobby Rush of Illinois. The last bill will increase the Department of Energy's imprint on skill-based education for the green agenda connected to the uh, United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. HR 210 from Representative Frank of Oklahoma promotes nothing but STEM education, especially for rural areas. And in this omnibus bill, billions of dollars were given to rural education funding, rural broadband expansion and for nothing but getting more um, data tracking out in the rural areas, okay? If you look at his particular um, website, you will, well, yeah, you can see that particular, that is from a newspaper from Oklahoma. So you can see him talk about how he's behind all that. Now, HR 97, will wipe out the death penalty in the United States. This is sponsored by Representative, oh, I don't know how to say his name. He's from New York. It's E-S-P-A, 
I-L-L-A-T. This will fall under your civil rights and morph over into education uh, because civil rights and inclusion are one of his top goals. You can also see on his website under that particular uh, issue how he is embracing the alternative lifestyle and has joined um, the Congressional Caucus for that. You can also look at his education platform and you can see that he's a global sellout and he sits on very powerful education related committees. Okay, that's just from the 117th Congress that ties back into this omnibus bill. Now on the 5th of January, a day before all the mess that hit the fan in DC, President Trump signed into law these following that will morph over into education, okay? Former HR 1240, which is going to attach itself to skill-based education and the economy for, um, via the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Agency. Former HR 2468, which mandates schools for allergen and asthma control. Former HR 4031, which creates the Great Lakes Initiative, and I bet you money that's going to have the sustainable development goals all over it. Former HR 7105 creates more skill-based retraining for our U.S. veterans. And former HR 7560, which extends the Peace Corps and the U.S. UN involvement. Now, one that's not been signed that is on his desk, Tim, is HR 221. And it is an anti-Semitic bill, but it will have the U.S. State Department using global tactics, not American tactics. This is incredible. I'm, I'm just going through this uh, this bill announcement thing. I, man, yeah. look at this. Let me address something here. Somebody said yeah. in the chat room, oh, you know, Trump did so much for our nation. He... He uh, he put God in the White House. Well, let me let me explain something to you theologically. There is no place that God is not. His eye is everywhere. He sees in all places. You don't kick him out. He just because you say I don't believe he should be here or whatever doesn't mean he goes anywhere. That's one. Two. If you think the economy was better under him, it's because you don't understand economics. The move of the stock market going up is not a sign that economy is strong. And if you've got a strong economy, you don't go around doing quantitative easing, printing more money. This is part of the thing. You know, Lynn, uh, one of the things that you've that you touch on, you're hitting on in all of this is this education issue. And the people are so dumbed down. I talked with Charlotte Iserbite uh, last week, and she was she was saying they're so dumbed down. They think that what they're being told mm -hmm. is true because their political jersey said so. But the wow. fact of the matter is, when you start looking at it, they don't even know what basic economics is. They, they, they really. In fact, they buy into the whole argument. Well, you see what the Democrats think about you because they only want to give you six hundred dollars instead of two thousand. See what I was trying to do for you, and they don't tie in the socialism. They don't tie in that that six hundred dollars, that two thousand dollars would be was going to end up costing them six or seven thousand dollars in the long run. They don't get that it's going to devalue their dollar. They don't get that it, that it immediately results in inflation. It does, whether you people say it does or not. And we know the government fudges the numbers. It doesn't matter what the in, in, uh, administration is and all of that. And this comes right back to the thing that that you bring out every Wednesday here on the issue of education. It's not 
It's not a red meat item. A lot of people don't tune in for it. They don't want to hear about it because it's just, oh, it's just education. I've already had my education, man. I'm doing my thing. Uh, I'm more concerned about what Nancy Pelosi said or what this guy said instead of seeing what they're doing to you and even your own people that you consider your leaders. And again, we don't have leaders in this country. Our Constitution sets up representatives. They represent us. They don't, they work for us. They're not our leaders. They're our servants. And I keep having to stress that. And we're not in a democracy. We're in a republic because we have law. So um, one of the things that I want to remind people is, is that when we had G. Edward Griffin on the show, I specifically asked him, how do you push that communist, that that Marxist-Leninist kind of agenda. He said the peaceful uh, revolution and the violent revolution. And part of the peaceful one is through the issue of education, which is you've got your finger on the pulse of all that. This is where all this money is going to. It's unconstitutional. It's a violation of the ninth and 10th amendments. It's very clear. We haven't given Congress any authority to write legislation on education in article one. And, and therefore we didn't give any authorization to the president to execute the law on any of that either. Just wanted to toss that in there. Right. Well, and thank you for that. But what I wanted to, to point out was, you know, in this particular omnibus bill now law, it specifically tells you that the Department of Human, Health and Human Services, the Department of Labor, and the Department of Education cannot use any of their funding to promote anything related to gun control. However, and this is from one of my articles um, back in 2014 that I thought needed to be brought back out. And that is, while they can't use their funding to promote gun control, Common Core Machine has already done everything it can to demonize guns and people who own them. And in that, in one of those articles, I will show you a lesson plan from the Common Core Machine about the, the evils of owning guns. And so now you have kids who this is all they've ever learned. And so they're not understanding that guns can be helpful. And it's not the gun who does the damage. It's the person who, who is exactly using right. the gun. Yep, exactly right. Well, and, then, and this, gets, this gets to the issue of what gets missed. See, everybody gets caught up in the political junkiness. And they're not seeing what's going on there in the training up of the, the next generation. Those, those kids are not understanding the proper use of a gun. Um, they're not understanding you know, what, the, what the Constitution has to say in the protection of that right and why it's there. Uh, in fact, kids, we, we specifically protect them from certain things because they're young. We're not trying to traumatize them. We're trying to educate them. So as they grow mm-hmm. older, they begin, to, they begin to have the information they need in their minds so that they can look through a filter of truth uh, through specifically uh, the Bible. And then since we live in America, the U.S. Constitution, and you're looking through that and you're saying, okay, these people are being lawful or they're not being law or they're being lawless. And then they learn history as to what happens when those in government become lawless, they attack the people. And so this right. is the need for guns. I mean, this is the, I don't, I don't know how many, if people don't get that, they're just asking to be slaughtered. That's what they're asking for. Well, you think about other uh, historical uh, regimes, you know, they take the guns from the people, but yet the government has the guns. Who do you think is going to be in control? 
It certainly won't be we the people. Who do you think is going to be protected? It won't be we the people. You know, you look at these two bills, uh, making lynching a hate crime and uh, taking away the death penalty. You talk about, you know, how we're supposed to have justice. Well, one of the things that we don't do and haven't done for, for eons is we have not punished treason to the degree that it needs to be. And it was back in the day that the way you took care of a treasonous uh, politician was you home. Well, you know, you can't do that anymore because, well, that's just mean and nasty and hateful. And I'm not saying, you know, hey, let's go out and lynch politicians. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is when you start lumping things together that don't need to be lumped, whatever good you're doing, you're also creating more havoc and more damage. And the same thing with removing the death penalty. What are we going to do? Build more prisons? Well, yeah, that's exactly what they want to they, Well, they've already got them built. They're called FEMA camps. I mean, they, they could yeah. in, you know, put people in. You can go to your local school, and it looks like a prison now. Uh, oh, let me make mention real quickly, because we're coming up against the end of the show, unless you want to stay over a little bit. It's up to you. Uh, I think we've done all okay. we need to do today. <laughs> okay, let me let me make a comment on something you made mention a, a minute ago. And this is from this guy up in New York's 13th Congressional District. And this is on the subject you're talking about there. I mean, this is a guy who's supporting, he joined the LGBT Equality Caucus, which tells me he's got those leanings. No man in his right mind joins anything like that if he, ain't, if he doesn't have those leanings, okay? So he's in that. Now, I want to tie this in because... I know a lot of people, you know, when 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 Donald Trump went into office, one of the things that that he was pushing for was this elimination of this transgender stuff in the military. And then all that kind of went sour and backwards, too. But Donald Trump has gone to push for the decriminalization of sodomy globally. Now, I don't know when he became the president of the world. okay, but he's gone to do that. And the reason he did it was because he used that guy, Richard Grinnell, as his I mean, he's the first guy to be put in there that uh, was an open sodomite in his cabinet uh, as the acting director of national intelligence. This guy was an ambassador to Germany. He tried to redefine marriage by claiming he's got a husband. Uh, he, then the GOP picked him up. And guys, if you remember, years ago, um, I know I said it on the show, but years ago I wrote about it, and I used um, a thing from a friend of mine from Arnold Dabney, a Presbyterian preacher from Mississippi back in the 1850s and 60s. And one of the things he did was he wrote a thing on women's suffrage. And yeah, I, you can call me a sexist if you want. It's double voting. It doesn't do anything for anybody because if you can't trust the guy in your house to look after you. Well, then who can you trust? But the point is, is this. He wrote that. A friend of mine changed up the, the word suffrage to uh, the issue of I think it was mar I think he used marriage. And one of the things he did was he brought it right down the line and he said eventually, if it goes far enough, you'll have the GOP not only embracing and they're already starting to embrace the redefinition of marriage to include sodomites. But you'll have them embracing bestiality. See folks, you can't stop you can't stop. Once you start going down that, that road, you can't stop it you're eventually going to succumb to it because the pressure is so much on you to do so. So when you give in to one little bit of that, that's what you're going to get. And again, you, you said this was a capital crime before. Um, and I've written on this. Our founding fathers put people to death over this. 
one of the accounts we can read of a young man, he was 16 years old, who had been engaged in buggery, what they called buggery, with several animals. And you can read in um, of Plymouth Planta- Plantation by William Bradford, where he recounts that days after discovering it, the guy confessed to it. They took him. They slaughtered all the animals, just like it says in the Old Testament, right in front of his eyes, and then they hung him. And they buried them in separate plots. They did it very seriously, and they did it very publicly. They didn't find any thrill in it, but they were not going to allow it to be in the community to say, this is a good thing to do. And unfortunately, that's what we've done. You say, can we build more prisons, or is that what we're going to do? Yeah, that's what they plan on doing incarcerating the people in the land of the free and the home of the brave, America has the highest number of imprisoned persons in the world. And guess what, America? You're paying for it. All the, yep. For those who, ha- who have actual crimes, some of them are not involved in crimes. I know some people think uh, having possessing a plant is a crime. That's not a crime. That's a made-up crime. It's pretended legislation. And we're, we're in there paying for them. It is a socialism. It's a socialism justice. That's what we should call it. It is a socialism justice because the victims and their families and even people who aren't even involved in whatever took place on on real criminals, they pay for them to be fed, clothed, and housed for however long they're they're in the public. And educated. And educated. And become become better criminals. (laughs) That was in this omnibus bill as well. You know, how how much of the... um, retraining, I believe it was, or reskilling of those who are incarcerated. Um, and then the attention to, <clears throat> excuse me, the attention to the youth as far as, you know, keeping them out of prison is off the charts in this particular law as well. So anybody who tells me, you know, hey, this is a this is a great thing. No, it's not. And whether Trump stays in or Biden comes in, this this law will stick because I can bet you if Trump stays in, it's going to absolutely stick. Biden's not going to repeal it. I mean, you know, we're still waiting on Trump to repeal every student that sees that, which he's not. <laughs> yeah, he's no, he's not. In fact, yesterday's talk in Texas sort of indicated to me that he's pretty much just going to let this whole go. He set everything up for the for Biden Harris to go in. I'm not seeing anything. If I look, if something changes, I told you guys I'll be the happiest person for that. But the agenda is not going to change. Lynn, we got about oh, no. 20 seconds here. Tell sure. people where they can find out more about you. Okay, you can find me on localactivist.org. That's part of the Citizens for Free Speech. And if you don't know who those folks are, you need to go find out because we certainly need more people there. You can find me on USA.life. You can find me on MeWe. Uh, Spreely, Twitter, Parlor for whenever it comes back up. I'm on Facebook under U.S. Parent Call to Action or Common Core Diva. My blog is CommonCoreDiva.com. You can find me on Breaking News Journal TV on Amazon Prime and Roku. Uh, if you feel so good to donate, I have a donate button. If you don't, just pray for me. Okay, all right. That's all we got time for today. Join us on Telegram. The link is in the video description if you're watching. And in 23 hours, we'll see you. <laughs>